Hey guys. Hey everybody. How's it going? <laughs> Life uh, is good. Yeah, I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And this is Thank God I'm Atheist. Coming to you straight out of Salt Lake City. The city by the lake. <laughs> A really putrid, awful lake. Oh no. Lake, it's only bad in the summertime. When you would want to be near it. It's kind of gross. Well, it, it's not the lake itself. It's no. The, it's the... It's the dead carcasses of brine shrimp all over the yeah, lake. That's really the problem. All right. Well, hey, Dan, welcome. it's almost Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas, Frank. Merry Christmas, Dan. Merry Christmas to all of you, our faithful listeners. Yeah. Um, and, of course, today um, is solstice. Yeah. So It is. That means as much to me as Christmas does. Yeah. I'm not going to wish you a happy solstice, though. No. Well, I mean, that makes more sense to me, frankly, because solstice is the short shortest day of the year we got no daylight we're all depressed yeah so happy solstice makes sense to me mm. happy christmas you know no. well i mean i want everybody to be happy all days so christmas is a day merry christmas everybody yeah merry christmas um well and and then of course since uh since it is christmas we thought we would do not really a Christmas episode, but... Yeah, but we might as well discuss a little Christmassy stuff. There's a lot of Christmas going on in the world, and so we're going to take a good old look at it. Um, and so, yeah. Well... You had something you wanted to talk about, Christmassy, I, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, well, my parents were in town. We yeah. talked about this for yeah, Thanksgiving. for Thanksgiving. And while they were in town, they hit the... Um, the Deseret Bookstore. Oh, that's nice. Which is the official bookstore of the LDS Church. Uh, for those of you, is who, it owned who by the LDS that. Church? Uh, it's. I think it's owned by a holding company. Right. Which but that's owned by the church. If we were snooping, we would right. find. I don't think it's like. It's definitely an LDS bookstore. I think it's owned by the like. Again, it's like Bonneville somebody or other <laughs> owns it, and which is owned by so and so, which right. is owned by. Yeah, it's. I think it's definitely sort of one of the profit arms of the the church. Um, anyways, um, so my parents were in town and they went mad. They went crazy at the um, at the bookstore. Well, they don't have LDS and bookstores in Oklahoma. They do not. No. And their closest one, I believe, is probably down in Dallas, and that's just a big. Yeah, and they don't no longer go to Dallas. Gal- Dallas, that's so sad. Yeah. They used to go to Dallas to go to the temple because that was the closest temple, oh. and uh, but now they have an Oklahoma City. Oh, uh, and I don't know if there's they a- don't have a Tulsa temple. No, a Tulsa temple. No, no. Oh. Maybe someday. Okay, if they're lucky, someday they'll get one. But anyways, um, they um, one of the things that ca- they came back from the uh, bookstore with that they were very happy and excited about. Um, was a set of uh, Mormon scriptures for each of my brother's kids. Oh, that's nice. I should say both of my brother's kids. The nice leather-bound ones. Yeah, except for the fact that my brother isn't raising his kids Mormon. Well, yeah, that's a thing. So, uh, (laughs) and it it really just irked me. It really just bugged me because I was like, (laughs) you guys just wasted money. Like these kids, they don't care. They, yeah, they but they can't see it as care. they wasted money. They're seeing it as an opportunity to get these kids back. No, it's not going to happen. To the fold. It's not going to happen. They could read that and the power of the Lord will come shooting through Well, the I scripture. think the power of the Lord is going to need to emanate first from the pages without any reading happening. Oh, 
yeah. just to entice them to come and read. Yeah, they'll have to. Just, it might happen. Just their glow. Uh, and then, of course, they had their names embossed. Right. The because this is, okay, so this is what Mormons do. Mormons buy young people's scriptures, and it's almost a rite of passage thing. It's almost this, like this this big moment when you finally get your set of scriptures. And the Mormon scriptures, for those of you less familiar with the LDS Church, are the King James version of the Bible. Must be. Um, that's if you speak English, of course. Right. Uh, but a, they, they even in foreign languages, they always find some sort of really flowery, old translation. Yeah. It's an Italian. That's how, I mean, they found something really, they didn't, I mean, it wasn't like, it's not you like, know, as old of a translation as the King James, but it right. was definitely, you know, something that, um, that had, had been translated for its, its floweriness. Right. Right. Yeah. It's beauty. Yeah. Which, by the way, the King James is uh, is uh, four hundred years old. Now. Yeah, that's yeah. This, as of this year. Yeah. Go KJV. Yeah, kind of cool. So anyway, uh, sorry, King James version, uh, Book of Mormon, of course. Those Which are the, those are the two biggies. Most people are probably familiar. And with. then um, a, a, a little volume called the Doctrine and Covenants. Not so little. Oh, it's that's not true. the size of the Book of Mormon, but it's but it's yeah, not it, small. It, it's not the small one. No, no. And then the and then the small one is the Pearl of Great Price. Mm. Which, which, go ahead, is a, 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 a melange. Oh yes, of, uh, of 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 books that just don't really fit together very well. But right, well, you have uh, the Joseph Smith translation of certain parts of the Bible. Right, because it was, he was because a, he was a learned man, as good could, as King James <laughs> and his posse did with that. <laughs> Just jo- Joseph jo- jive. Joseph Smith knows knows a little better. Well, it didn't exactly jive with what he was going for, right? And so he did a little bit of his own work on it. In fact, actually, um, as it, the 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 Mormons print their own um, King James right version, um, and in the footnotes they have a lot of um, Joseph Smith translation clarifications, right? Where there's they actually they words change, change. They don't change the the King James version. No, but they but they put in the they footnote yeah, the it footnote with the real translation, with, uh, the right word to use. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I actually, you know, that's one that you just never hear people talk about. Actually, as far as like Mormonism and their weird scriptures and whatnot, Is, you never really hear anybody talk about how Joseph Smith, you know, went and went crazy on on the king james version of the what's, what's great about it is that i don't think there's ever been a claim made that joseph smith translated any of this like from the original hebrew slash greek slash no well, aramaic no he just got inspiration from god about what it really should be we need to look into exactly where because i think there's something about the bronze plates <laughs> no the bronze plates were he didn't have the bronze plates. Who had the bronze plates? They were in the Book of Mormon, right? That was Laban's thing that they stole from Laban, that Nephi stole from Laban. But they didn't make it to Joseph Smith's hands, did they? I think they did. Oh, I think he was man. given a glimpse, and that's how he got some stuff. See, this is why a little bit of knowledge <laughs> is crap. <laughs> Our knowledge, we we are like so... Partially knowledgeable about so many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is nonsense. Uh, We're just spouting nonsense, right? No, I'm pretty sure. And if not, then um, it's not far. Okay. Yeah. It's as ridiculous as whatever their real explanation is. Can I go into a thing here? What? Can I go? 
the other day <laughs> I was I was in the shower thinking about the golden plates, mm. which is what which is what Joseph Smith found found uh, in the hillsides of uh, of upstate, upstate New York, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, and they were from they were a record of of the engines of of the uh, of of the, the the native peoples of this here American continent. Yeah. Um, anywho, the, the whole concept is that the entirety of the book of Mormon was written on, was scribbled onto these plates made of gold. Mm-hmm. And I started to think about like, what, what physically must those plates have been? So I, first of all, I looked at how many pages the book of Mormon has in it. And yeah. it's like 500 pages of tiny print. Yes. Tiny print. Yes. With footnotes. Well, yeah. I mean, but let's take out the footnotes mm-hmm. because that, the footnotes were not on the golden plates. No, 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 no. So so I'm I, saying it would be fewer. Sorry about this. Yeah. I have to adjust my microphone here. It would be fewer pages. Yeah, uh, definitely. It would be fewer. And and let's just also assume for the sake of argument um, that the language in which it was written, which I th- believe the plates were written in a reformed egyptian is that right that's what they called it right yes. reformed egyptian people yes. you know hieroglyphics yes but reformed but reformed better better yes improved um and of course it was important that they be in reform egyptian because uh when uh he took some some stuff that he'd found that actually had hieroglyphs on and he had, he had done like a trans his own translation right of, and then all of this got in front of an actual egyptologist oh that's right egyptologist that's was like you don't really know what you're talking about, right? Right. This has nothing yeah. to do. And so but, he's like, "No, but this is this is different than what you know." <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but here's what I here's where I was getting at. Okay. Golden plates. First of all, gold is heavier than lead. Yeah. It's an it's an extremely heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Second of all, in order for a plate to be thick enough that it because it does say that it was written on both sides of each plate. Okay. So in order for it to be thick enough that didn't press through to the other side mm-hmm. it's got to be a th- pretty thick plate of gold mm-hmm. i'm thinking we got a giant um, an unliftable amount of gold mm-hmm. like there's no way in hell he lifted this much gold this, there there must have been like 20 or 30 sets of plates well maybe reformed egyptian was really condensed maybe it was even like- even at that even at that let's say that it condenses all 500 tiny script pages mm-hmm. down to a hundred plates of gold mm. right that's still that's a shit ton of gold it's a lot of gold you couldn't lift it no he's a liar based solely on the physics of gold <laughs> well you <laughs> wow you really yeah i yeah. Na- i nailed him on that one yeah anyway sorry um, go on with your, so your anyways, parents and the and the, yeah, and the oh you know. my goodness so anyways yeah i was just really bothered by that it really, really bugged the heck out of me, and I um, and I really started thinking about how how much they were, how much they are, that is a gift for them. They just bought themselves oh. a gift, <laughs> and then they gave it, and then they tortured two young kids with it. <laughs> Have you seen the video on YouTube? The books for Christmas or whatever it was. No, it's a kid who like gets books for Christmas, and he's so put out. Mm. He's a no, books aren't you, you give me toys. It's very funny. So but the it's even worse if they're like completely 
incomprehensible books for kids. <laughs> like, come on. Could right. you have possibly understood anything in the Book of Mormon when you were a kid? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Yeah. I mean, I, we, you and I were both very intelligent kids. Yeah, pretty bright. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that doesn't... I mean, I have trouble understanding it now. Yeah. Well, it's... So, it's, yeah. um, honestly, it's, honest, that yeah. is not a nice gift. Not a nice gift at all. It uh, reminds me mm-hmm. of when my father-in-law, yeah. who was at the time just my girlfriend's father, but then I went and married the chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he knew that I was atheist, and he was kind of upset about that. Right. And we were living together. And right. And he was very upset about that. Right. And he gave us, as a gift, along with all of his other daughters... A copy of the Mormon Proclamation to the World on the Family. Oh, talk about something. Yeah. It's a really stupid document. <laughs> it's it's a stupid, stupid yeah. document. But it's like, it's all this, we affirm that the, the family is blah, blah, blah. And it was all this Mormony shit. And he knew for a fact that we weren't being, that we weren't Mormon. Right. But he was giving you the gift of trying to save you the gift of truth yeah when we're not he's worried about you he's He's... worried about you yeah i know well Well, he's not worried so much about you he doesn't no he doesn't he was not (laughs) worried about about you especially then he really did at that point he was definitely not worried about me he was that was a nice his precious daughter guaranteed I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know the man at all. But I would think... You've had some the, lovely encounters with him. Uh, just two. <laughs> um, but um, that gift wasn't so much brought on by uh, by Andrea's sisters. No. That was, no. that was because... That was distinctly... And he had not given a gift of that nature in that way before prior. or since. Yeah. Yeah, it's just suddenly it showed up, and he just had this prompting. I think it was a prompting. Oh, of course it was a prompting. That's how they. <laughs> that's how they get away with everything. Oh my oh god. My god. Ah, well, people sh- give appropriate gifts to the recipient. Of course, that your gifts are not about you. No, if it's a gift that reveals who you are, that's fine. Right. If it's a gift that's like, hey, this is important to me, and it's about me, and I want to give me to you. Right. That means something. Sure. But if it's a gift, but don't give a gift that's for you to them. No, nah, it's kind of douchey. Be respectful, people. And that goes for all you atheists. Don't give a Hitchens book to your parents, to your religious parents. <laughs> Unless they... You know what, though? Here's the truth. If they give you one of these kinds of gifts that we've been talking about... Then they deserve it. Then fucking give that... Yeah, yeah. Load them up with Hitchens. Load them up with some uh, some Dawkins. mm Mm-hmm. Get some Sam Harris in there. Do, mm-hmm. do Sam Harris his uh, his letters to letter to American America. Well, I don't know what it is. Yeah, throw that in. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> should we get to some news? Maybe. Yeah. You want to do a little news? Sure. Okay. I like news. Um, let me see. Because, what am I because trying our, to do? Our part here? of our mission statement is that this is current events from an atheist perspective. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we're, we're, we're playing around with technical stuff. Technical here. things. Okay. Um, well, okay. What do you got? Do you, you want me to go? Yeah, you go. I got some things. Launch. Uh, well, since it is the Christmas season, let's just get going. Um, this was found 
Um, on cnsnews.com. Ooh, one of the more reliable news sources. Oh, well, they, because they are a news source. There, there are specific... And my father-in-law has sent me articles from this particular news source. Uh, so that's... So, yeah. Oh, it must be good, then. It must right? be good. Okay. What, what else could it be? Well, what I've got here, uh, the headline says, U.S. Capitol Christmas tree pays homage to Obama, but not Jesus. <gasps> oh. It's a real scandal. Um, that is a scandal. It's a real shame. I don't know what's going on at the Capitol right now. But um, apparently, um, if you like, there's I, all I these do pictures. That that's a holiday tree, not a Christmas tree. Isn't that what they're calling it? What the White House has to call it? Or do they call it a Christmas tree? Um, I don't know. I think, they, I think they're calling it a holiday tree. I think that also got some press. Uh, the official 2011 Capitol Christmas tree. Of course, these oh. people would call it a Christ- Christmas tree no matter a, what. It wouldn't even occur to them unless, um, unless they were making a big deal, a big stink. Has been decorating a Christmas tree. Da, 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 da. Yeah, they, no, they, they. I don't think they ever touched upon that at all. Okay. Uh, but anyways, um, uh, it, it's one of those things that you almost need to go and look up because, <laughs> of course, it, I don't even need to go into all sort of the rantings and, and whatnot that are... They're in this, um, but they're they're very very very. Um, um, they're, they're livid. They're livid. They're absolutely livid. There are these pictures uh, that accompany the story. Um, th- there's one um, with the caption. You don't need to actually see the picture for the caption to be good. Uh, it says, "From a distance, this ornament appears as if it could be a cross, but turns out to be a mile marker pointing toward Hawaii." Oh. And so, it, yeah. Shame on them. It does look like a cross. It does. Um, but it's not. But it says Hawaii on it and the number of miles does it, to Hawaii. Is there one for the, for the madrasa that Obama went to in Jakarta <laughs> as well? <laughs> I would love if somebody actually, like, some Christian group actually made that tree. <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be ideal in oh, my mind. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, wait. Okay. So, obviously... This is part of the war on Christmas. This is part of the war on Christmas. Um, there's also, and I don't think that we need any more evidence than this, than a Hollywood star um, Christmas ornament oh, that's hanging on the tree. It's those Jews in Hollywood. Uh, well, yeah, and that's how they got on the, this Christmas tree. Although, if it were the Jews, it should be a six-pointed star. Right, but we all know. But we all who, know that we know Hollywood, who runs Hollywood. Hollywood Dan. equals liberal Jews. Yeah, what's the only people there? Liberal, liberal Jews. Jews. Yep. Um, and the the caption on that one actually just says an ornament star celebrating Hollywood on the cap- on the Capitol Christmas tree, uh, because no explanation is required. <laughs> right, of right. Because they all know now. What what I mean, they, they, and and let me tell you, the the the, the whole article is just there. They're just pissed off they're they're confronting the um the capital um grounds people they're they're trying the, which is the uh the office of the architect of the capital and and they're trying really hard to like to really do some hard journalism here um <laughs> and really dig and so they're submitting questions and the i mean the office just keeps responding back going well we don't really 
have an inventory. Like they ask questions of like, how many of these actually mention a political figure? Because one of them actually says, I heart Obama uh-huh. I, or I heart President Obama. Okay. Because it was made by a child. Of course. Right. And, um, and so there is, um, there's some of that going on. It's, so they're, so they're pissed off it, about that. It's glorifying. You know what? It's an idol. It's Obama is a golden calf. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's more brown than golden. Yeah. But if he went to a tan or something, he might be golden. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Frank's so, afraid of that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, <coughs> what I've been kind of dancing around here um, is the fact that uh, the, 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 every year they, they give it a theme. Right. The tree. The tree. Sure. Um, and the theme has to do with the state that donated the tree. Oh. And the theme for this year was California Shines. So they're and, – and, and they reach out to schools. They reach out to Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts and Girl Scouts, I assume, and just, just groups. Groups that would be – that may want to take on a little craft project. Hollywood and, Jews. Hollywood Jews. And make Christmas ornaments Aww. for this tree, right? And, you know, schools don't really make religious-y things. No. Nor In, nor should they, nor can the White House get away with putting up. Well, this is the Capitol grounds. Uh, right. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Like, right. The White House maybe could actually get, get away with putting up something. I think they religious. actually have some religious stuff in the White House. Right. But yeah. not on the Capitol grounds. Not on the Capitol grounds. And so anyways, so the theme of this tree right. is the state of California. Not Hawaii. And these people are – well, but there's a mile marker. Right. Oh, it's how, it's how far away Hawaii that's is. That's where Hawaii is. Is there one that says that's where D.C. is or something? I don't know. <laughs> anyways. Um, I'm just, surprised that the headline the, isn't this California is the, this is sneaks the across on, onto the atheist Christmas tree yeah. by pretending it's a mile marker. All right. But this is this is the whole fake yeah. war on Christmas. You know what? They, they, I mean, they, they, they have to just like – they try so hard to turn something into like this, this thing to be outraged oh, yeah. about. Oh, yeah. And it's like – but that's like really, truly yeah. like who like <laughs> like what do you want, people? Like, no, no. Here's you know what this made me realize for the first time. I just barely had this realization. This is live and in your face realizing right here. What I'm realizing is that I get all this crap on the blog or have gotten on on the blog mm-hmm. uh, on thankgodimatheist.com for. Being angry. And I got to say, compared to a lot of atheists, I am so not an angry atheist. No. I'm so not. Like, I'm over it. It's fine. There are certain things out there that piss me off, and that, and I'll talk about them. But I'm just, I mean, I, I, I think the tenor of this podcast amply demonstrates that this is just a, I'm a we're good-natured people. We're just mm-hmm. happy people, not angry people. But the same people that are accusing me of being so angry, oh, you angry atheists, are the people who are who are outraged, who are mm-hmm. desperate for outrage, right? When it comes to to the the plight of the put upon Christian in America, yeah, it must be hard it's, to be a Christian in America. You know, being a member of the persecuted <laughs> majority, <laughs> it's so hard. 
Isn't it amazing? It's it's like it's like uh, well, I mean, I think we can agree that being a white male in this society is really rough. <laughs> oh yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. Sucks. So yeah, so does being Christian apparently. Yeah, so yeah, add to that how awful it is to be Christian and my god. Yeah. I uh there's a there's a new book on the uh on the market that we should I think we should get. Oh, what's that? It's called Heaven is for Real. Really? Uh-huh. I was I I was thinking that they missed the mark on on the title. <laughs> they could have okay. called it anything like Heaven is so for super reals. Mm, mm-hmm. I think that would have been nicer. That would be nice. But heaven is for real. And <clears throat> do you want to know how we know that heaven is for real? How do we know, Dan? Little Colton what, Burpo. Bur- uh, Colton Burpo? Little Colton Burpo. He knows. And how does he know? Well, okay. So he's a he's a seven year. He's now oh he's now eleven years old. Sorry, eleven okay. year old kid. Okay. He apparently. Um, Poor kid had his appendix burst on him. Terrible thing. Yeah, and he... my sister had that too. Oh, really? Yeah, it doesn't. Kid. It doesn't sound pleasant. No, it's not. It's horrifying. Uh, he woke up with an astonishing story. Oh. He had died and gone to heaven, where he met his great grandfather, mm. the biblical figure Samson, mm. John the Baptist, mm. and Jesus. Who? And this is delightful. <laughs> Had eyes that were, quote, just sort of sort of a sea blue, and they seemed to sparkle. Oh, that makes sense. For a Middle Easterner. Yeah, guy. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, my sea God. Sea blue eyes, of course Sounds more like he saw the, you know, he <laughs> likes the story of Samson. Yeah. He, you know, well, which I is mean, why Samson showed up. This because his dad, Todd, is a, is a pastor. Right. So, yeah, he's been exposed... Ad nauseum, and he's to three. These what is he going to dream about when he Was gets he put three? under? Is, it, is that when he when it? He was almost four. She, oh Jesus, yeah, oh sparkly blue eyed Jesus. <laughs> what the hell? So yeah, I, so yeah. Now everybody's mm. falling in love because, and you know, because it's a kid, we people are saying they don't have to take this the cynical view that maybe it was an adult trying to capitalize on there oh no the dad didn't write a book <laughs> you well, know yeah his dad isn't in the business of making money off of god no no not at all not at all he's, no, a, he's a pastor it's, it's for about Christ's the child why are you making this about the dad frank because he's it's the author the of the book the kid didn't sit down and write the book actually the dad's one of the authors of the book the other author of the book is the same person who Helped out one Miss Sarah Palin on her book, Going Rogue. Hmm. Go well, he, the, the, <laughs> this should have called the this go one, to crazy. You should have called this you one know? Going to Heaven. Oh, that would have been nice. The Going series. Going. We should have had a Going series. Gross. So this person's just the go to guy for 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 the guy crazy or, right or girl and the girl. It's well, it's Lynn. How do I? I don't know. Ooh, we're making assumptions. That could go either way. Yeah. Okay. Lynn. Lynn. Lynn something. What is it? Lynn. Lynn Vincent. Um. Who uh, colla- yeah. Who collaborated? Huh. Burpo. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep saying the name Burpo. Colton Burpo. Yeah. His father. Heaven is for Todd. real. For real. It's for real. Oh my God. Heaven is so for real. <laughs> it's real. 
that title is just so gross. It's not even uh, Heaven is Real. No. They couldn't go Heaven is Real. They had to go the collo- colloquial. Yeah, that's that's that Lynn person. Lynn Vincent. That's mm-hmm. got that person's handwriting all over yeah. it. Yeah. That's the going rogue. That's the going. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Well, Dan, um, there's an interesting development among Utah Mormons. Is it a plague? Mm. Is it a rash? (laughs) That would be an interesting development. That would be an interesting development. Some sort of like venereal disease that only hits (laughs) Mormons. Um, Yeah, that would would be awesome. Um, No, it's... Polygoria? Um, anyways, um, it is, uh, a gender gap that is forming in amongst, uh, Utah's uh, Mormon population. <laughs> there should be a gender gap because there's room for the Holy ghost. But no, that's them. not the kind of gap we're talking about. Oh, we're, what we're talking <laughs> about here is, um, it turns out that, um, the, uh, percentage of women, to men yeah or the ratio of women to men right well the percentage of the church that's made up of women okay uh that's the 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 right that's the number that i have at hand um stumbled on the verbiage yes um it's 52.5 percent was what it was at two decades ago okay and what has happened is in the last 20 years that percentage has gone up to 60 of women of women the church so so 60 percent yeah so it's uh three to two is the ratio. Wow. There. Um, and, uh, so that's a really interesting development. Um, because it really just kind of makes, you know, Mormons have this, like Mormons kind of fall into this. They, they see sort of Mormon exceptionalism, right? Yeah. That oh, they're yeah. different, that yeah. they, that they, some, that the problems that plague other religious groups never ever plague the Mormons. <laughs> um, no, it's true though. Right. And, uh, and so, but what, what some sociologists are actually, uh, speculating and it is speculation at this point, they don't have, uh, a lot of, you know, hard Hard, numbers or hard evidence or anything to, to back this up. But they're saying that there's, um, that at the same time, we've also seen a decline in the, um, percentage of the, the, of the state population that Mormons hold, Right. And so is oh, that so there's fewer as Mormons there's in, Utah. in Utah. So and more of them are women. And now more of them are women. And so what they're saying is that as this decline in population or in the percentage of the population that's taking place, it's it's opened up other um other arenas for more so for Mormons to make business connections and oh. to right? And we all know that Mormon that 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 wards and stakes those are like churches, church, church groups, right? Um, a ward is a an individual congregation, congregation, right? And then a stake, stake is, is a collection group yeah. of those wards. Um, and so we know that they've always been places where Mormons like to make business connections. Yeah, and so yeah, kind of interesting that that those numbers are kind of correlating with each other. I think the sociologists are wrong. What do you think it is then? It's very clear to me what it is. What is it? God is preparing for the second round of polygamy. Well, we can only hope. But he needs to get the number of men down a little bit more. Well, it's not ready yet. No. But it's in the works. It's going to happen. More it, By the time <laughs> it's the, the, the Supreme Court strikes down the... Oh, my goodness. 
by the time the Supreme Court strikes down Prop 8 mm. and and opens the floodgates for everybody to just marry everybody, mm-hmm. soon we're going to have polygamy back. Then we're going to have marriage to chalkboards and <laughs> marriage to monkeys. And... <laughs> but that'll mean... I actually knew someone, by the way. I knew mm-hmm. a girl... I dated a girl briefly mm-hmm. who had a guy come up to her that she worked with mm. and say to her, I really think this was back when prop three was on the ballot here in Utah, when mm-hmm. it was, which was the same idea. It was just marriage is between one man and one woman sort of thing. Um, a, 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 a Utah constitutional amendment. And, uh, so he said to her, I really think that prop three isn't going to pass that there's no, that, and when she asked him why he believed that, mm-hmm. his answer was, well, because I think that the Lord is preparing the world for polygamy again, and I hope that you'll consider being my second wife. What? Yeah. He was a married man propositioning her for the future. Mainline Mormon? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> That's outrageous. It was, Yeah. <laughs> Well, in fairness to him, she did have really big boobs. <laughs> and they were totally natural. So I I can see where he's coming from, frankly. Sure. All right. Cool. <laughs> to each his own, I guess. Oh, that was fun when yeah. that happened. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so uh, I, was, I, I read a thing in The Guardian. Uh-huh. That's the newspaper in the U.K., Oh, uh, hmm. so you know it must be true because they speak with a British accent. Mm, it when, lends as, an error as, as they report, doesn't it? Yes. As they they write in a British accent, as a matter of fact. So well, you that, know, yeah, yeah, they got use where there shouldn't where, where, there where should, we don't in put the word them. color. They put a Who U in there. Who does that? Yeah, Ugh. they spell aluminium differently. Anyway, mm. so I uh, I was reading in the in the Guardian and. Uh, so, okay, so here's the here's the, uh, the headline, and the headline's actually misleading, I think, because it it buries it's it's not the real ten the real tenor of the article, but it says, "Do atheists feel guilty for not believing in God?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's we, what I go around doing. Right. Well, you and I clearly don't. We're, right. We are shameless, positively shameless people, but. Mm. This, but he go, he go, he's talking about how uh, he goes. He, he, he starts with Richard Dawkins, and he says uh, Richard Dawkins apparently claimed that David Cameron is not really a believer in God, but a believer in belief. Mm. Um, was, he claims that he's one of those people who, though themselves are non-believers, think that religious faith is good for the common people and helps to keep them in order. Mm. Now, obviously, I think we can all agree, and the uh, the author of this article uh, agrees that Dawkins can't really know what's going on in Cameron's head. However, the idea the 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 author takes up the idea that a lot of people think that it's better to have some sort of religious faith, even if they're not a believer in religious faith, even mm-hmm. if they're themselves not a a, a religious person. They believe that it's probably just a good thing for people to have religion. That is, well, I've thought about this, Dan. Yeah. Okay. Because, um, 
you know, we're, it, it it does seem that we're you know you and I have talked about this that yeah. that we're hardwired for belief. There is evidence and, of that. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. and and that you know that's has has had some sort of evolutionary advantage through the years, and, and not just and belief, uh, not belief in a god, mind you, but superstitious belief, right. of of many stripes, right. And, and what, for whatever reason, that was some sort of advantage, and it's happened throughout humankind on in all societal systems and on all you know throughout time. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Of so course it does. we are. We yeah. must be. We, if, we're, if we're hardwired, um, I, you know, the one thing that we always hear from theists mm. is that it's this thing of like. Well, how 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 would I know how to be a good person, right? Right. And it, you know, it's it's this it's this whole I, you know, this I I, I would be out like doing bad shit all the time, right? And <laughs> right. and my response to them is, well, okay, good, good. Maybe it's a good thing that you've got something that's telling you not to. Right. And so I'm wondering right. if certain people don't have a decent moral compass that's innate without religion without fear of 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 reprisal i think that's bullshit i wonder though i really wonder because there's a lot of there's a lot of people who seem perfectly willing to do bad whenever it's available to them i okay here's why why i disagree with you okay i think that once you take the promise of reward slash threat of punishment out of the equation Mm -hmm. and leave people just to their own devices, they actually become more moral. They actually, they actually have to solidify what in their, they actually have to face themselves instead of worrying, instead of this outwardly thing. And we all know what happens when we face a a parent, you know, when we, Mm -hmm. we have to rebel. It's human nature. When you have an external source, Giving you a structure system, giving you a rule system. When it comes right, but from... that's that's been your experience, that's been my experience, and that's been the experience of of atheists, people who have who have said not all atheists, but well, many many atheists. many atheists. Um, and so I, I, it, it's just a, it's just a thought. It's 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 me kind of just wondering: Are there people who who just they can't go it alone? That for whatever reason, their their hardwiring doesn't let them take that leap. Doesn't let okay. them go that far. I mean, I don't know. I guess you know, yeah. But what, seriously, what know? It's if possible. you need to believe in God in order to be good, <laughs> I'd rather have you be my being my neighbor, you know, and b- still believing in God yeah. and being good. Believe what, yeah, than whatever you just, got to. Just throwing off your belief in God because, well, it makes more sense. And then just running willy-nilly and doing bad things. I just don't think the numbers bear that out. I don't think the data bear that out. Well, I don't know. Just from what I've seen, like, you know, taking looking at the sociological data on what happens when someone has religion versus what happens when someone doesn't have religion, mm-hmm. it would appear... And there's a whole, there's a book. Oh, what's the name of that book? Anyway, there's a book. There's a book that's all about this. That's studied different places that have no God and places that are very God oriented. Right. And uh, the places that are very God oriented have much higher criminality, much higher problems with antisocial behavior than the places that have no God. So my sense is that 
God belief is probably detrimental. But aren't those just bad people? And that's why they have to believe in God? Well, but there's always going to be bad people. On, in any place. I mean, they're bad atheists. They're bad believers. Of course. So, I mean, if they're bad, they're bad. You're going to be the same kind of person as a non-believer that you are as a believer. Don't you think? I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's true. This is all theory, people. This is not hard. I don't facts. know. It was just something I was. I was just toying around with the idea. I was just like, but this just... this author actually makes an interesting point, which mm-hmm. is how a how can it be virtuous to believe in something that is not true? People see it as a virtue to believe in it, and if it's not true, how can it be virtuous to believe in it? That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. And the second question is, how can a religion claiming sole possession of the truth? share any common purpose with one that it believes to peddle lies. Mm. But they do. They do. Yeah. They do that all the time. So there's a problem there. That is a problem. Yeah. Is it that there is such a um a requirement for cognitive dissonance that <laughs> that, that you have that, that 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 causes such problems in sort of you know your whole outlook on the world and consequently your moral yeah. view of the world mm-hmm. that it then leads to you being able to compromise and make other like if you're good at cognitive <clears throat> dissonance yeah when you if you can if you can hold in your brain at one time the idea of a god who's willing to kill all but what seven seven how many people were on Noah's ark oh i don't remember but it's not a lot not a lot under 10 it's willing to kill everybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. And if you can reconcile that with the concept of an all-knowing, all-loving, omnipotent God who created all of these wicked people in the first place. Like, there is so much cognitive dissonance required for Christianity. You've got to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the time yeah, yeah. you've thought about half of the Bible, you've got to be good at it by then. So, of course, yeah. you can, you can yeah. jump to that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. What else you got? Um, something that also requires some stretching of the imagination. Um, Ooh, I'm good at imagination. Oh, it's, um, the Vatican has declared a boy's recovery a miracle. Uh, this is, uh, the, uh, That's an official thing. That's not just, no, they're not, yeah. they're not just throwing that out there. Well, it's, um, uh, declaring something or recognizing something as a, as a miracle is important because it, um, it helps sort of prop up the whole saint system. Right. Right. You have, because you a, have to have a certain number of miracles before you can be a saint. Right. Um, not, not as a living person. You die first. You have, yeah. to, you have to be dead. And yeah. then you get a bunch of miracles that are attributed to you. To you. Yes. And if they are recognized. Right. Official miracles. They these, become these, official. These, these can't be underground miracles. Right. And yeah. so here is a... Um, well, let's see. How old is he now? Um... He's like 10 or 11. Um, he was uh, five years old when this happened. Um, he was hit in the head while playing basketball. Oh, that's uh, a No, I'm sorry. He fell and hit his head while oh. playing basketball. And kind of sp- split up, split open his head or whatever. Mm. And a uh, flesh-eating bacterium Ooh. called Strep A made its way in. And, wow. Um, that's it, yucky. Yeah, one of those flesh-eating ones. They're not good. The um, word's flesh-eating are just, they're a very alarming combination of words. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> travel. I think, I think that when you hear reports, people should be reporting about like a flesh-eating tiger. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it traveled all around his face, his scalp, his neck, his chest, um, and uh, this is his mother. And why didn't it travel to his brain or his eyeballs or his or his heart? He was protected by Jesus. No, oh, by no, no. They don't do or that by, by this future saint. Right, right, right. By this possible saint. Um, and so, who is this person? It's her. Her name was Kateri Teketwitha. <laughs> and uh, who was a Mohawk Indian who lived uh, 350 years ago. She converted to Catholicism and was considered holy enough to be declared blessed. Wow. Um, not too long ago, I guess. That um, is one good Indian. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's the step, that's the level that you're at right before being declared a, a saint. Wow. Okay. And so this is really important that there's now been a miracle attributed to this, yeah. this blessed one. That is a very important thing. Um, anyways, this family, they're Lummi Indians and, um, some, some family members or friends, uh, had been praying to Kateri that, that, uh, she would intercede with God for Jake. Mm. And anywho, um, Basically, the the <laughs> I love it. It says the doctor's efforts to get ahead of the infection were unsuccessful, and Jake was given his last rites. Oh, then man. suddenly, <gasps> the infection stopped, do, 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 do. which of course stunned the doctors. Just They're baffled stunned. them. Stunned. Just oh my god, what happened? Strange things never happen in medical science. Never um, unexpected things. But you know what happened that day? Oh, there had been a relic of Kateri placed. Next to Jake in his bed. Does it say what the relic was? Uh, it's a small pendant. A pendant? In this case, a small pendant. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it takes to be a relic. Yeah. Um, I always thought of I relics as being like bits and bobs. Yeah. Like parts I mean, of people. You go to a church and there's a relic, reliquary or whatever they're called. Reliquary, yeah. Reliquary. Um, then, um, yeah, there's usually a finger or... A a skull or however um um the nails oh, from yeah. the cross and oh, bit, so. the bits of the cross are okay. considered relics as well okay so it's, it, i mean like something they they wore their favorite you know article of clothing yeah or exactly sure. um so there was something that, the hem that, of a that, garment as it were quite possibly sure. yeah who knows um anyway so uh and and god bless um npr because there, that's where I found this. Oh, and okay. there is a line in there that says, of course, Jake did receive the best medical treatment from expert doctors. He was at like <laughs> Seattle Children's Hospital, Aww. which is, of course, a fantastic <laughs> hospital. NPR is like, let us remind you. Yeah. This is just for a second. All just magic. Um, yeah. So. It's partially magic. So, yeah. Poor kid. Um, and it is really sad, everything that happened to him. But it just. I, I just don't know how these know, people like. like uh, Every single religion has a shit ton of these stories. Yeah. So how do they reconcile their stories with the stories of the other religions where it happens? I don't know. It, well, that's that gentleman's agreement all over again. It's right? so dumb. You believe stupid shit. You believe I believe stupid shit. Let's just not bug each other too much so we can all get along. Right. And then they, and then also the gentleman's agreement, or or at least the the... The necessary part of it, which is that we will ignore all of the evidence that looks bad for our belief. Mm. So 
when the kid dies, when everyone everything points to the kid doing well, mm-hmm. well, that doesn't that's 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 not disproof of anything. That's just God's will. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so um, might be time just to uh, get some contact info out there in oh, case yeah, anybody yeah, wants yeah. to say anything, respond to any of this. We have had some response. We have had some response. People are responding. <laughs> if you would like to talk to us and give us some feedback, then you could always email us. Um, our email address is podcast at thankgodamatheist.com. Right. You can, you can follow the Twitter. They've yeah. got, the, they got the Twitters out there, um, TGI Atheist. Mm-hmm. And we also have our phone number, which we're actually going to, in a little bit, hear our, the, the, the very first message Tee-hee. that has been left for us at our voicemail. And that number is 424-666-8442. Um, and uh, yeah. That stands for TGIA. Yeah. Those last four letters or numbers, 8442, um, you can find the letters TGIA. So 424-666. So 666 for Satan. Uh huh. TGIA. TGIA. So there we go. And um, we'll be right back. Once you assume a creator and a plan, it makes us objects in a cruel experiment whereby we are created sick and commanded to be well. I'll repeat that. Created sick and then ordered to be well. And over us to supervise this is installed a celestial dictatorship, a kind of divine North Korea. (laughs) Greedy, exigent, exigent, I would say more than exigent, greedy for uncritical praise from dawn till dusk and swift to punish the original sins with which it so tenderly gifted us in the very first place. And from on point to poinsettias, uh, there apparently is an elementary school out in Stockton, California, Claudia Landine Elementary, where the teachers were told, apparently they had a conversation with uh, their uh, bosses, they can't have things that remind people of the Christmas season, like poinsettias or Santa in their classes, because it might offend people who are not Christians. Because it says they might have, it says, the district office want to remind everyone when displaying holiday decorations in and around the school to be mindful, no association to any religious affiliation, i.e. Santa, which, by the way, who doesn't pray to Santa? Sure. Uh, poinsettias and Christmas trees. I mean, it's so stupid. Well, look, safe. Uh, snowflakes and snowmen. And, and think, it's okay. You know, right. To think that I thought the alert was going to be that dogs shouldn't eat poinsettias because they're poison. The campaign says it had always planned to reveal Romney's personal side. But with voting just weeks away, and with Romney never quite breaking from the field, there's a new image to project. One beyond the candidate smiling at his opponents during debates, or hiding, as Democrats joked, in the Mittness Protection Program. This Romney is talking about his Mormon faith and admitting total failure as a Mormon missionary in France. In five months, we knocked on doors from morning until quite late in the evening. We didn't convert one person in five months. So if you understand rejection, you know that <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty high level of rejection, and you get used to it. Now you debated him specifically on the matter of religion, because he was, after all, um, uh, uh, 
well, a vociferous atheist, uh, but you're a man of faith. So let me ask you about that. Did you pray for Christopher Hitchens, and did he know about it? Uh, yes, I did, and uh, and I did tell him, and I, I think in his own way, uh, Christopher was very appreciative of, of that. Uh, I, I'm not suggesting because he believed there was a, a, a deity, but uh, I think he knew that I meant it, and that I was sincere in my desire um, to, to see him healed, uh, and, uh, and I think Christopher was, was very, was even moved by that. Um, so some of the things that we heard there, um, we had, uh, of course, that was Christopher Hitchens right, right at the top. The now late Christopher now Hitchens. Now late Christopher Hitchens. Um, I wish he'd be more on time. Damn. <laughs> um, in a debate with uh, Tony Blair, the, that famous debate with Tony Blair. I need to watch that. I don't yeah, think I've ever watched that. good stuff one. in there. I haven't watched the whole thing, but um, everything I've seen from it is pretty, pretty fantastic. Uh, and then the no point setias that was uh, of course Fox and Friends. Of course it was. Uh, and then of course the I, I. Do you have a stomach for that? I can't even watch the shit. Um, it's funny if I just like saw it. If I was flipping channels, I would be so pissed off. I, 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 it would bug <laughs> me so much. But if I'm looking for juicy stuff. If you're like if if what you're looking for is like something to be pissed off about, then I have a good time. Then you're like, oh, this is just delightful. Yeah, no, that stuff that's <laughs> great. I love that. Um, and then of course the there was Romney's softer side that came from CBS News, and mm. there was a CNN interview with a guy named Laurie Taunton. Larry. Oh, what did I? Yeah, I'm really tired. <laughs> Larry Taunton um, from Fixed Point foundation which actually like, praying for chris hitchens he was praying for, for for christopher hitchens but what's really interesting is i while like watching the whole interview i was like i almost had that reaction of like i wonder how many of christopher hitchens like close friends are going who is this schmuck you know like <laughs> you know what i mean like right who is this guy who's claiming to be a really good close friend and everything uh, he actually, has you know a what? picture of him and christopher hitchens on his very christian website well, you know, so I think Hitchens they was were... a really charming fellow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for all of his drunken, grumpy curmudgeonliness. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did just create the word curmudgeonliness. Sure. He was a, you know, my, I posted a sort of little Facebook RIP. Or I, I think I said something like Christopher Hitchens is with his maker now or is with his, his God or I don't know. I'm. Made a little God joke with Christopher Hitchens because he's an atheist. <laughs> and if, and my cousin, actually, technically my dad's cousin who lives in D.C., mm-hmm. um, said that she sat next to him at a banquet in D.C. and found him to be absolutely delightful. And he was just charming and funny the entire hmm. evening. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me at all. No. There you what, go. What, what is Hitchens' legacy for us now? Now that we're now that we're reflecting on a fallen comrade, well, um, what are your thoughts on that? My thing that I've really that I think is the takeaway from Hitchens is just his. It, there was a fierce independence to his his thinking. Absolutely, um, he didn't. He just didn't align himself with ideologies and right. and with with parties or anything he was totally completely willing to take 
the unpopular opinion, no matter who he was saying he it to. He was a skeptic. Yeah. In the grand sense yeah. of this word, where it's not about I, it's not about a dogma on any side of any scale. Right, exactly. It's not about an atheistic dogma. It's not about a political dogma. It's right. not about being left or being right. Right. And so I think that for me, that's that would be the thing that I would want to like to if I were to learn something from Christopher Hitchens' life. That would uh, I would love to be able to to fully emulate that sort of approach to an intellectual life right. of, of just you know what this is my world this 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 is how this truly does fit into my my perception my, my, examination, my examination of the evidence of yeah around me this is how i am responding to this and this is and a willingness and, and, and to I, be and proved I really wrong looked into it yeah and and having friends because a ton of people are coming out of the woodwork talking about how dear they they the, the, their relationship with Christopher Hitchens was to them who you're just kind of like blown away yeah you know th- these are not people who you know he just didn't surround himself with people who agreed with him so with no him. absolutely and and he's yeah i i think like for instance he was four square for the Iraq war mm-hmm. which was a total break from all of these sort of lefty liberal people that he was hanging out with right and then and then he was for torture and he you know do you remember the whole incident where he was so pro waterboarding and so like he was into it he thought it was a great idea and then to just to check himself he had himself waterboarded Mm -hmm. and he came out of it instantly saying oh no 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 we can't do this to anybody right it's the worst it's torture right yeah yeah so i mean yeah, I think that's that that requires a degree of integrity, and for that, Mister Hitchens, I salute you. Mm-hmm. Though yeah. you'll never know it because you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we all want to do next, Dan? Do we want to do um, a quick little um, a little review, a little review, or do we want? Eh, we could skip it. Here's the thing: we don't have a church review, people. I know, I know, you're aching for a new one. We'll have one next uh, next time, and it'll be a good one. Are we going to church? We got to go to church. On Christmas? I'm making you go to church Christmas Eve. We'll go to a Christmas Eve service. Can you break away on Christmas Eve? Uh, yeah. Well, especially like if we did a midnight. Yeah, a midnight thing. mass or, or or some sort of, you know, the Unitarians throw a pretty good bash on Christmas Eve. It's fun because they, they try so hard to avoid the word Christ but, or Jesus. I, yeah, I or, thought we were going to a church. But <laughs> Rim shot, uh, yo. Um, Maybe, okay, well, we're gonna find we're gonna find a service. We're gonna go to it, and we will report back to you next week. Yeah, that, that is my and, solemn, almost promise. Yeah, and the review, the, the thing that we were talking about, can just be put put aside. Yeah, we don't because it that. wasn't timely to no, begin no. with. So, all right. Um, well, what we have? Oh, this is great for you now. I'm so excited about this. Is we have a caller, and let's let's take a listen. All right. Hey, atheist. It's Adam here. Um, just a couple of things since we are in our week of Christmas. Uh, something that I have to think about um, when we're going over to my wife's house, uh, they're Mormon, her family is. And the one thing that I've noticed is that they assume that because we don't have specific beliefs, like we can't, my wife is atheist, I'm agnostic, but pretty much atheist. And since we don't subscribe to any one particular belief that we can point to, 
they assume that we're either just lazy or we don't really mean it and that we actually know that we're sinners, which I always think is interesting. And they have no problem talking about their beliefs in front of us as if, like, well, they don't have any beliefs. They know what the truth is. They just choose to sleep in on Sundays and they like the taste of beer and, and coffee. Um, wondering what you guys think about that, about that perspective, that because it isn't some concrete idea, then it just means that you're not thinking hard enough about it. <laughs> about that. That is, that's an issue. We deal with that all the time, I think. Right. That no belief means, means you really know, or it, mean, or it means we don't, I, since you don't replace my belief with one of your own, I can speak about my belief with impunity as though it's the truth. Right. And I don't have to question, I, I don't have to check myself on that point right. at all. Right. It is funny because like, I generally think that religious folk think that non-belief is a belief. Yeah. Oh, I get that. They argue that. They least. get that all the time. And so it's like... As a matter so of fact, I had to explain to someone that it isn't. It always seems to me that that, that believers... It's just... It, their arguments always seem to just be situational and convenient. Oh, well. You don't know, but you know what I mean? Like when like it's... What, when specifically? It, no, when it, when it benefits them to say that non-belief is a belief system. Right. And 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 therefore we must be experiencing some sort of faith. When it's in aid of a specific argument that they then, want then to make. Then that totally works. Right. For them. Um but when it's um when it's like your kid who is um is a non-believer, well, it they somewhere within them they still they know it's really they, true. They still believe this thing. I love you know? his line about we like the taste of coffee and beer, and they're we just we, you know they're mm -hmm. just being they're just lazy. They're sinners. That's yeah. what it is. They want to sin. Mm -hmm. They it's not that they don't have a belief. It's that they know the truth, but the sin's so attractive to them that yeah. that's what they want to do. Here's what I would say, Adam. I'm going to give you some advice. Mm. A, enough with this mamby pamby agnostic bullshit. <laughs> Because let he me, says he's basically atheist. I know, but I, here's a lot here's of the people problem. are more comfortable with the term agnostic. I'm going to go back into my definitions again because I think that it's important that we talk about this and that we get mm -hmm. it out there a lot. And I go, I I, I stand with Penn Jillette. I'm I'm stealing from Penn Jillette on this one. I'm going okay. to credit him. Okay. He pointed out that, that the two terms, atheist and agnostic, answer two totally different questions. Mm -hmm. They are not two versions of the same thing. Mm-hmm. They are totally different ideas. Mm -hmm. One of them, agnostic, is an epistemological question. Mm. It answers the question, do you believe that it's possible to know whether there is or is not a god? Mm. It's just about whether it's possible to know. And so I think that every person, whether they're a believer or a non-believer, has to claim, has to admit under that definition, mm -hmm. they're agnostic. Maybe not Joseph Smith. He met the guy. Right. If, you've, if you've met God... <laughs> then you can claim that you're not an agnostic. You just know. But other right. than that, you can't know. You can, I mean, for all of Mormons saying that they know, because that's that's their verbiage. Yeah, is that they know the they're, church is. They're true. not alone in that, but they do love it. They love it. They and they'll tell you, I don't believe it's true. Right. I know it's true. And it's like, oh, really? Right. Yeah. But okay. So, but so that's what an agnostic is. It's just someone who admits that you can't know. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm an agnostic, sure, but I don't think that helps anything. 
because I think every believer is also, if they're honest with themselves, agnostic. Mm. Atheism answers the question, do you have a specific belief in a specific God? To me, that now there are, there are people who quibble over this definition. But if you look at the root of the word, theism, meaning belief in a God, atheism, meaning without a belief in a God. Right. So if our friend Adam, who calls in, mm-hmm. has no specific belief in a specific God, then you're an atheist. You don't have to know for a fact that there is no God. Nobody can. You don't even have to say that, that you believe for sure, you, that, that you have a strong belief that there is no God. But if you don't have a specific belief in a specific God, then you're an atheist. Mm. So my, my advice to Adam is this. Tell your in-laws you're atheist. You don't believe any of it. Say it. Just put your foot down about that. You don't have to be a dick about it to them, but just let them know. And then when they say something where they where it just assumes that you know that it's true, call them on it. You don't have to, again. You don't have to be a dick. Just be like, well, I you know I I I don't believe that that's true. The more times you say, hmm, well that's interesting. Of course I don't believe that, but that's an interesting perspective. Thanks for sharing it with me. Hmm. The more you say that something like that to them, the less they're going to want to say it because mm. it makes them feel really icky. Mm. I don't, I'm not trying to make people feel icky. I'm just trying to make them be <laughs> respectful of someone else's belief. Yes. All right. Well, what would your advice be? I don't really have any advice <laughs> for him. Don't. I, you know, like he's going into, he's, huh. I mean, that, that whole going into a Mormon family thing. <sighs> yeah. You know, like I, I, I mean, I have to put myself in his place with my parents. Yeah. Um, or my, yeah. And, um, and I, I just, there, there's no way of getting through to him. Period. It doesn't matter. No, no. It's, and it's certainly not about getting through to them. No. What but, it's know, about is it's, just, is just getting them to the point where, where they, you've mentioned enough times mm-hmm. that you're a little uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. that they just stop making those comments. They're still going to believe everything, all the same stuff. They're still going to believe that he that they just want to sin and blah, 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 blah. But they'll stop talking about it in front of them. I know my parents wouldn't. Really? Stop. No, of course not. I got my in-laws to stop. Just by being really out in the open about everything. Yeah. Because trust me, <laughs> once I've baffled them... Six or seven times with something that I've said. And in fairness, I, I don't think they've ever even met. They've never known anyone who claimed to be an atheist before mm-hmm. me. Right. That's how insulated these people are. Right. They literally didn't understand what it was. They didn't like it did not process in their brains. Yeah. So I just kept saying things. I didn't say anything outlandish or mean. Right. But every time they said something that affirmed their belief. I said something that affirmed mine. Right. Or I said something interesting that I found about what they just said. Oh, I find that interesting. Isn't it? And I would challenge them. Mm-hmm. But doesn't the Bible say X instead of that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Makes them really want to... Eventually, they don't want to talk about it anymore because they want to only have happy thoughts about their religion. 
Yeah. Not logical thoughts. Right. Fight them with logic, Adam. Uh, it's it's not. I, I guess it's not bad advice. I just know that <laughs> it could I just be bad know advice. That it could would be bad not advice. work. Uh, with, with I, I know specifically that it would not work with my parents. I, because I know I know how pig-headed, in particular, my father can be. I, I understand that. Just like well, I and mean, that's my father-in-law. No, too. I know, and I and I know. I know. But I think but. your mother would eventually start yelling in from the other room, just as my mother-in-law does. Oh, Frank, just stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, no? You don't think? Uh, he wouldn't. <laughs> okay. He wouldn't. He would yeah. always, always, always. Even if he stopped, it would. Ha- the only way that he's going to stop is if you let him have the last word. Mm. period okay and so my mom would be yelling in from the other room (laughs) and i would in order to keep peace have to absolutely have to let him have that the last word well i maybe that so maybe this is if i said anything else he would then have to add something back in right so maybe this is the strategy get get whatever really really good nugget you can out into the room Mm mm-hmm let him answer it with whatever bullshit answer he's got. Mm-hmm. And then say, well, that's an interesting difference of opinion. Thank you. And change the subject. Let him have the last word, but keep getting those annoying tidbits out. Keep putting the fly in the ointment mm. until it stops coming back at you. Mm. But let them feel like they got the last word. But it, it, I t- I'm telling you, it makes them so uncomfortable. That eventually yeah. it stops. Yeah, and it, because I guess Adam is a Utah Mormon, it might actually work. Did he say he's a Utah Mormon? Yeah, he has to be. If, if he's, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, it must be. He must be. I don't know. Um, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> it, but my parents aren't. Right. Yeah, and you that know. does that does make a difference, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure that we weren't helpful helpful for you, Adam. But thank yeah. you so much for calling in. Yes, and, and we both said "and" and then we paused. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we call that? Why don't we call the show? Yeah. And um, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Well, if you'd like to keep in touch with us, um, you know how to do it. You can email us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Right. Or, uh, yeah, you can follow us at, on Twitter at TGI Atheist. Or call us, 424-666-TGIA. That's 424-666-8442. Just like Adam did. Mm-hmm.